You singing a little song? Sounds like you sounds singing, like a song. You singing a little song? Why don't you Why don't you testing, sing a little song? <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> we got a little da, testing da, song. Da, 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 da. Which just a reminder: get tested. You know. It's always get tested. Get tested. I should get tested. You should get tested. I mean, you yeah. know, give it a little while because anything yeah. that you might got is going to take some time to make some little friends. Yeah, I'm going to wait a few weeks probably and then <laughs> hit up the Planned Parenthood. There you go. Once I... Love a Planned Parenthood. Lose my health insurance. Welcome to it. Covered California. <laughs> yeah, I'm Fucking probably going to have to sign up for that. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be interesting too because they're going to ask you how much you make and you're going to be like, well, currently zero, but currently before that, this... <laughs> Um, welcome to Adventures in Remaining. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Batista. It's a podcast where we're a couple of, of friends. friends. We're not fucking or anything. Look no. at that. Seven years strong, girl. Just got this pup with us. <laughs> yeah, she's sitting over on one of her three beds. One of her three beds. One of her three. You want me to turn the air conditioning on or are you good? I'm all right. Okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. You a little warm? It's not that I'm a little warm. It's just that I could feel where the warmth will be coming. You got an iced beverage in front of you you could suckle on. I do, but see how it's, we got the, condes- the condescension. <laughs> it's a Capricorn. Would you, they like got the condescension. To, would you like me to get you a paper towel? Make you a paper? Would you, I would love you to, to whittle. You, I would to love you to. No, towel. I only want a paper towel if you're whittling me a paper towel. I don't even know how you make paper towels. Um, with paper. Trees. <laughs> Cloth. Woven I no fabric. Idea. I have no idea. Well, let's look it up, girl. We got the fucking internet at our uh, hands. How do you make a paper cloth? All right, you look that up. We're going to be doing okay. a few BBQ episodes for you lovely listeners. Um, for those of you who don't know, you can send us a question directly to our email address, which is roommatepod at gmail.com. Mm. You could always attach a picture of your fur baby. Paper, whether produced in the modern factory by the most careful, delicate hand methods, is made up of connected fibers. Paper or paper towels? The fibers can come from a number of sources, including cloth, rags, cellulose, fibers from plants, and most notably trees. I don't know, girl. That's as far as I went, making paper cloth. You can also go to adventuresinroommating.com. There's an online form you can fill out there, and that allows you to remain anonymous if you so wish. One time in elementary school, they had us make paper. Like, we had to take... Oh. We, like, mix something with water. I feel like I had to do that, too, And then we had to, like... Spin it, and then it made this really like ugly, thick, patchworky like mm-hmm. paper. I can't remember if I had to do that, but it feels familiar. Yeah, it was. It was. Was a there thing. like a roller? I don't even remember. I just, I just remember the like, the remember general what and, it looked like. Yeah. At, at the end, which was ugly, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna go to the Office Max." <laughs> yeah. To right. get that smooth paper. The paper world is the only world in which I will be fat phobic. Because I want it, I want it thin. You want thin paper. I want thin paper. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could see the hand motion I'm making. I'm literally like putting my hands on the desk and then like scooping them back. So you must love tissue paper. Oh, I do love tissue paper. (laughs) I do love. So you want thin. I mean, like if the choices single are single ply toilet paper. Yeah, single ply. Oh, I made a mistake of buying a single <laughs> ply toilet up, paper, girl. and we've just been suffering through it. Sorry, right. I just do two pulls this time instead of one. I pull. just wrap my whole hand in it. And just <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if the choice is between like poster board and like notebook paper, I'm choosing <laughs> notebook paper. And then sometimes I'll buy like a notebook, usually like uh, one of those composition notebooks. Mm-hmm. And they'll have like really silky kind of thin paper. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it mm-hmm. feels good. I'm a person that like when I do write a book, I'm just very, 
when I open a book, the font, the feel, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's all of that, it's a, it's a huge part of the experience. So I, I can remember like if certain pages are like, it's got a feel to it or like, oh, sometimes I like the rough edgy paper in a book. Mm-hmm. Where it's like not perfect mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. got a little texture to it. Mm-hmm. I like that too. But then you got to have a font that holds up to that. It's got to be a say, thick like, boy. What, do you gotta, what kind of font a, you like? It's got to be like a typewriter thick boy. So you like serifs. So you like a little. I love a little serif. A little serif on there. Yeah. I, think, I, I think wouldn't I, even I, child serif. I think I'm a sans serif guy. I couldn't tell you the difference. More, is that a little more cleaner? Uh, so a serif specifically is. Um, You're learning a lot today. This is an education podcast. You're welcome. So basically. I know the words from when I'm like in my Photoshop's and by that I mean my Photoshop-ish programs. It's basically like the little extra strokey strokes. Okay. That you add to. Okay. So extra stroke. I love an extra so stroke. So if it has like a little bit of style to it, basically. Yeah. Um, you're looking, those are serif fonts and then okay. sans serif fonts are. Oh, the boring ones without legs. Are this ones, right? It's just straight up like Helvetica's sans serif. Okay. Um, so they just got the little, the little end Times New Roman is a serif off. font. What's Comic Sans? Comic Sans is probably <laughs> Sans Serif. It's a chaos font. <laughs> it's an ugly-ass font. Oh, it's so ugly. Oh, the, Papyrus. What's Papyrus? a little bit of Serif in there. I like, uh, yeah, I like the Serif thing, because I like a little style. Papyrus Girl? God, that's what one thing I hate about that fucking show medium, is the opening credits. The credits in general are Isn't in, Avatar? Are Papyrus. Isn't Avatar in That's true, Papyrus? too. Yeah. Gotta... If goddamn, what, who did that movie? James Cameron? I don't even James know. James Cameron. Name. Wow. I I suspect, the fact that I knew that was shocking. James Cameron can do it. I can do it. Uh, yeah, no, he got shit for it too. I think he should have because it's an ugly font. <laughs> I remember they did an interview with the guy who invented that font. <laughs> he was like, guys, I'm sorry. I, just, <laughs> I apologize. I just made a font. You know, fuck off. <laughs> I, was just, I was just fucking around, man. It's like there were, there were only five fonts. I thought, <laughs> I thought, what if we did something different and now I'm being attacked for now it? I'm being attacked. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I mean, Papyrus was my, like, aim font. Of course it was. You know, yeah. Of course it was. It was, it was a cool font. I love the little wingdings, you know? It was the know? Dane Cook of fonts, you know? Everyone <laughs> liked them for a minute. No one liked. <laughs> no one liked Papyrus. <laughs> um, what a time. Yeah, I, we've been watching Medium. Well, I've been watching Medium, and then Keith is catching parts of it. But I just finished season three. And I will say that the end of season three is the most anticlimactic. It's a three, they don't tell you this when you go into it, but it's a three-part TBC-ass, to-be-continued binge, <laughs> um, three-part episode, but it kind of feels like the second, like going to the third, they were just like, this is whatever's left over, and it just mm. wasn't cut properly, and then the ending was anticlimactic. The ending was so abrupt. Because you have Jason Priestley in it all of a sudden, and then you have Nev Campbell. Yeah. Neve, Nev, Nev, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. And, uh... And so you know some shit's going to go down. I mean, spoiler alert, I immediately was like, oh, he killed everybody. You don't have Jason Priestley on this fucking show looking all looking all adorable and sweet, and he didn't fucking murder everyone. And then was Nev Campbell, in, I was like, well, she's dying. Was he in Scandal? No. Who's the actor in Scandal that... Why do I mix Jason Priestley up with? Which one? Who did he play? Uh, he's the white guy, the younger okay, guy. Okay, down. Um, I think he and... Olivia, like, get it on every so often. The president? Often. No, 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 no. This is, like, a younger white guy. He's, a, oh, he's from, like, no. a 90210 no, or something. You're, no, you're thinking of what's Scott, whatever, from Felicity. Oh, there you go. There you go. Scott, there, Eric, there. I don't know. He used to be married to uh, Jennifer Green? Garner. Wasn't he also in? No. Who's the guy Scott... in the Terminator show? 
Now you're on to Brian Austin Green. <laughs> Brian Austin Girl, you just... They now, all look alike. Now, Brian Austin Green was on 90210. He played go. David. And so that there's the connection. You got it, you got it on Felicity the way down. Felicity Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. No. Yes? Scott Speedman. There's two Scots in that fucking show on Felicity. Oh, really? I think both of those dudes were named Scott. Oh, really? I think so. I keep saying, oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, uh, yes, really. Scott Speedman is He's not who? the guy I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, so that's the other guy from Felicity. Shit. Scott. Oh, fuck me. Just look up used to be married to Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Felicity, the show. Is Felicity a good show? Like, Is that something I should have I seen? I wasn't into it. Is it important it was a little in any too, way? You know, they were already starting off in it's college. It's a J.J. Abrams show. Oh, and Matt Reeves. They were already starting off in college, and I was, like, against it. Scott Foley. Scott Foley. Is who there you go. I am ultimately thinking of. Yeah, that's your love. Yeah. With Scott Foley. Scott Foley, Brian Austin Green, the motherfucker you were talking about. And, they're all, they're uh, all Je- Je- oh, the God. same. Jason. <laughs> Jason Priestley. Oh, God, there's so many names. <laughs> I can barely remember the names of people in my life, if I'm being honest. Um, but anyway, yeah, so watching that, it was anticlimactic. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, whatever happens, happens. And Allison walks in and is like, okay, I got the confession. There you go. And then there's never, you, you said it. You were like, they don't show them arresting him. There's no there's catharsis no, at all. Like, I just feel like they couldn't pay them for any more time. Like I they were that just, literally felt like their we're contract out of budget. was up and they were being creative we're about gonna it. We're going to solve this literally in one scene where and she then, walks in, says, I found a recording. Here you go. Thank me later. Solve the crime. And then season credits. four starts off and we're immediately in a case where a child gets killed and then stuffed in a doll box in a toy store. Yeah. Yeah. There's an allusion to... Definitely some, some, some sexual, sexual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then like maybe some rat poison. Like it's just a lot, man. Yeah. And... Uh, that show, it just goes places, and I'm on the journey. It definitely I'm, feels like I'm the show the is at a point where they are going for things now. I'm on a journey because I know eventually that husband's going to die. It has to happen. You don't have a show with a medium and three psychic little-ass kids, and there's not... Don't look it up, girl, because I, I know it up. happens. Don't spoil me. I know he's got shorter hair in it. I feel like I saw a picture briefly, and I was like, okay, well, I'm waiting until the season where he gets a haircut. And I already know how he dies because, of course, I spoiled myself more or less just, you know, flitting about. But um, He's in all seven seasons. Okay, well, he died in season seven then because that's how it's going to go. Mean, he could be, he, I, he could I, be a ghost, I'm going to predict that. I would love to see him as a He'll ghost. He'll be as a ghost, yeah. I would love him in the house as the dead. I mean, really, that's what he's there for. It's like he just wakes up alongside her, but I just can he's see how. He's an excellent example of what, so like, good. a positive male figure He's so good. Should well, be. I would say in general, they're a very good version of like a married couple on a show yes, yes. that actually works. Mm-hmm. They have their problems, but they fucking work through it. Yeah. Uh, he's an excellent father. He's so good. He's such a good actor. He's just so good. He's I love a really him. Good actor. I have like a crush on him. Jake I don't even Weber. know. Ooh. And he's, I think he's like Australian in real life or something. He, I went on a, like a whole little Wikipedia world, like whatever one night, and he was like, Hanging out with Mick Jagger when he was 12 doing coke, I feel like. Like, he was, like, bringing coke. Like, there's just, like, like nut stories about <laughs> his childhood and just probably general neglect. Um, but he is, I think his parents maybe were famous or something. But he's great. Um, but he's definitely going to die. Uh, but this show is, like, I highly recommend getting to Medium. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting into it all of a sudden. Of course, it's, like, dead shit. But it's a good show. It's a good show. He's great in it. 
They definitely teased at how he's going to die early on in the show. I think that's going to come to fruition. Damn, it's got goosebumps. And, yeah, that's right uh, how it happens. <laughs> huh? I just read Yeah, it. yeah, And they kind of tease at that, of like she has these dreams. And, um, Jennifer and I would, Lawrence keeps popping up in the Jennifer show. Jennifer Lawrence keeps popping up in the show. I, I would love, I can just already see from a fan vitter perspective of her waking up in that bed alone. And he's usually there. Mm. I could already see him being in a dream of hers, coming to her in a dream, coming in the ch- in the kid's dream to like say goodbye. I could already see it. I love it. And I love the idea of having a ghost daddy. You know? Like I'm here. A ghost daddy. I pray for a ghost daddy every day. But I love a ghost daddy. You want to bring um, a, a spirit into this home, girl? Oh, no, no, no. I want to I sage this home so that my eventual dead father can't get in. <laughs> but... A ghost daddy. So you don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Different. A different daddy. Um, but yeah, the show's great. I like it. Um, we watched an incredible show on Showtime. Oh, my God. Highly recommend. Michelle turned me on to this show, mm-hmm. and we, we, we deep-dived. We deep-dove. It's only, was it, nine or ten episodes? Because I brought it home, and I was like, I I th- I felt like you would like it, but mm-hmm. I also was like, "Is Keith in the place to watch this?" Because it is. I was worried at first. I was worried. I was like, "Uh." Because it's gonna break. But I, But shit. over overall, I think the show, for me, is just like it just makes you look at kind of like the back and forth in relationships different, and also understand how much of a part your happiness is relying on you. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's an incredible show on Showtime called, called Couples, Couples Therapy. Therapy. I love the editing. I love the music. I love the therapist. The therapist is so cool. They show her talking she's to so her advisor about the cases. And it's just like, you can see like how she's conflicted about what she should do and like how far she should go. And, and you were saying it yesterday where it's like, you start off and you kind of are like, well, fuck this dude. And you kind of oh think. Oh my God. The amount of times I Mal. was like. Picking sides, you know, like, yeah. well, clearly she's in the wrong here. But they're yeah. like, oh, wait, no, he's in the wrong. Yeah, sometimes I would like fall track and I'd be like, what's well, really both. wrong? It's just, yeah, everyone has their own wants and needs. Yeah. And the trouble is communicating that. Yeah, we kind, of, we kind of immediately go to like the story we're telling ourselves right. as opposed to like what's actually happening because we don't trust. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times that's based on past trauma. That one girl, the one woman, I remember her name who now. used to get beat. Yeah. She like was, when all that shit dropped, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because okay. at first I was like, fuck. I was like on her yeah, husband's she, side. I was, like, I was like, "Why are you texting twenty times hell? a fucking like, day?" Christ. Like I would break up with you, but um, then once you understood more, where it's like when he does something, how it feels to her, and it's very real mm-hmm. that it feels like a betrayal. It feels like she's got a fight, mm-hmm. and you start to understand like what she grew up in and what she was living with and how metaphor? she survived. She was like, "You're throwing a." Bucket of paint on a neutral oh, yeah, situation. You're, yeah, you're adding all these all these different colors to a neutral situation. Yeah, you're like you're lighting up over something that's neutral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's fascinating. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's fascinating. Everyone should watch that show. It's like that that's the kind of show that I watch where I never I don't I can't even understand. I was also just watching something that Amon shared um from this uh, artist that I sometimes listen to where he was like doing a live stream. He's like making a blunt, <laughs> like doing a live stream. And mm-hmm. someone asks like, are you lonely? And he goes in this whole tirade of like, the problem with all of you is that you're scared of being lonely. Like some of you need to be lonely more often because yeah. you're in these fucking relationships scared to 
um, go to sleep alone and that's fucking mm. ridiculous. And then you get in a relationship where none of you really fuck with each other and then you cheat on each other and then you're crying because you're, again, you're alone. And it's like some of you got relationship goals and you don't even have life goals. How the fuck do you mm. have a relationship goal but no life goal? And how's your life goal to have a relationship? He's like, you guys are doing this all fucking backwards. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where like shows like that to remind me that to just passively be in a relationship just to be in a relationship is such a fucking distraction and waste because the when you're really in something like that, like that requires so much fucking work. It does. So I think people should be a little bit more cautious of like jumping into something and being like, this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend, this is whoever. Like there's a lot that goes into it beyond just like the excitement of being with someone. I think that's why I was, I've, I've always been very deliberate about who slash when I date people. Yeah. You know, like I've had a bunch of relationships, sure, but it was never something I like immediately had to get into. Yeah. You know, I I truly tried to do what you were saying about how learning to be okay being alone, like, Mm -hmm. and to enjoy your own company. And I love my me time. Yeah. You know, and then what's interesting is that I think with my ex, I... I don't know if I changed, but I just remember, I remember never wanting that, that desire to like always be alone, like mm-hmm. kind of went away and like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my time with her and like, I didn't always have to be with her, but like there's definitely points in other relationships where I was like, Oh my God, I'm sick mm. of my time with them. I just need some me time. Yeah. I just want to go do my own thing. Now. And when it came with my ex, my most recent ex, I was like, I don't know. Again, I I go I keep going back back to the fact that it was a very um what's the word I'm looking for? Not rewarding, but like the relationship was it felt good. Mm. Like all the time. What you doing on your phone? I'm just logging into our thing. Don't worry about me, girl. I'm doing I'm doing work stuff. To oh, figure out well, stuff. I'm trying to talk. I'm listening to you. You're trying to figure out a word. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. I forget. I was just trying to say, like, I don't remember. That you were, that in other relationships you've gotten sick of people, and with your most recent ex, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And that you didn't feel as much a call to, like, have as much alone time. Yeah. It just was, like, a really good, I felt it was, like, a really good relationship. Yeah. No, not perfect, of course. Yeah. And I, I always even, like, I think no matter what, like, I always saw myself getting a therapist at some point, right? And yeah, now yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, I've also, I've also seen one a few times in the past as well, once when I was younger and then once in college for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I always saw myself eventually going back to therapy. And I kind of see that, too, in any, like, future relationship I have. I feel like at some point... You're going to have to go to therapy? Like, in a good way. I feel like yeah, I yeah. would want us to... Oh, like, couples therapy. Yeah, couples therapy. Like, I think at some point, I mean, who knows? Maybe if I get to a place I where I feel like I'm really in touch and I know how to really communicate and be well, honest and all that I stuff. I think the key is that you you need to be going to your own therapy and couples therapy. Sure, yeah. Because I think I, when I was watching that, it was like you can do so much work in the relationship, but there are things that they needed to tackle individually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they weren't going to be able to get to in that time. Mm-hmm. So I think ideally, and also this is a world where like anyone can fucking afford that, 
but like you should be doing some sort of your own therapy and then therapy within the couple because the things that you learn for yourself are going to affect what mm-hmm. goes on yeah. in that dynamic, right? But when that if that relationship ends, there's still work there that needs to be done. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I, I think it's almost something I look forward to. Like if I ever get into yeah. a marriage or, or, you know, someone who I feel like we are committed Mm-hmm. to each other for, for, for the foreseeable future. Like I, at some point I expect us to go to couples therapy. Like it's just something I feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, uh, like I would want it. I would want to, especially if I'm unhappy or if she's unhappy and there's just something mm-hmm. clearly not working. Yeah. Well, not just, well, I don't think you even have need to go just when there's not something working. Try, and true, I think yeah. ideally you'd be going before it gets that bad. Cause there's always something that's not working. Mm. You know, yeah, and just figuring out like and just what, figuring out like what and if where either you at, of you are willing. What can to, I do, or yeah. you know, vice versa? Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and even like yeah, that cl- that woman who had the trauma from like mm-hmm. her, her ex beating her and mm-hmm. her trying to protect her kid and all that. Like, yeah, she definitely needs like some solo. Mm-hmm. Stuff she needs to work on because... But there was even stuff in what he was saying that sure. where, he, where he was like... Um, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Am I high? Um, but they were kind of touching on like how he feels when he's not providing enough. And he was, he was touching on it in a way where I was like, oh, I would be interested to know like how he grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, especially his relationship like with his mother. Like, what was kind of being passed down to him that like if you can't do everything for everyone then you're kind of a fuck up. Be interesting. Yeah, he was very much, uh, he just retreats. Mm-hmm. He retreats away and into himself. Yeah, they, she pointed out at one point, she was like, he's conflict averse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you can deal with for her, the energy, the anger, the whatever, he can't. He doesn't right. have the same tolerance for it. Mm-hmm. And so what you think is perfectly normal, this is how people talk to each other, to him is fighting. Mm, yep, yep. Which is yeah, it's also another crazy thing about just how we perceive the same thing differently. This is literally why I say that relationships, these the this like ideal we have of like the relationship that lasts forever. I just feel like that on the surface seems to be a very like people that are meant for each other and whatever. But I actually think it requires that whatever that is, but also so much work because. People growing in the same or or just an ability to detach in a way that still works for the both of you. And, you know, you do your own thing because there's a million reasons why people stay in relationships. But like there is it's so hard for people to to me be attracted to each other, have the ability to communicate with each other in an effective way and to intake and outtake things in a way that works together and be moving in the same direction, wanting similar things around the same time. It's unreal how unrealistic like that is. Um, it's which also is so interesting to see. I feel like half the battle is just understanding how your partner interprets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's half of it. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't realize that when I do X, Y, Z. It brings up this for you. It does this, that, and the next thing for mm-hmm. you. And like that one couple who, you know, they were, the therapist was like, so how out of you 
of the relationship are you? And they were both like 100%. We don't want to be in this anymore. Mm. But then they end up staying together. Yeah, they end up staying together. And there was a moment where he... He kind of finally comes out he with says how something. he feels about yeah. how, what she does. How he feels like he's doing so much and it, he'll never make her happy. And then right. when she hears that, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, she looks at him. She was like, I never knew you feel like that. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, that's like. And that was, uh, according to the therapist, like the turning point. Yeah. For both of them. Because the therapist was like, you, she's like, you, we- you, you, you weaken the relationship. And then you look back and are like, oh, this is weak. Mm-hmm. But he was doing things, knowing kind of her. That's me. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. Uh, No, like a fucking velociraptor (laughs) inside of Marco's throat is what it sounded like. Um, But like he was kind of. It was one of the first episodes that was so funny because I feel like the therapist was kind of being shady, but like doing it in a professional way because she was like repeating back what was happening and she's like. So, you know, when you go out to the bar for seven hours and you don't call, like, <laughs> you know, or you yeah, go, you know, it's just like she kind of threw and it wasn't, un, uh, he was trying to act like, I just want to go do things on my own and not necessarily always have to check in. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just like, a, oh, he came home an hour late before when he said he was, or he went and did something for a few hours. It was like, he went to get the car fixed and then he disappeared for seven hours and came home drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then like got mad because he had to explain it. And it's like and that but there's makes a her suspicious rightfully so yeah that, exactly that's a suspicious and thing. that and that feeds into her anxiety and security but there's a middle ground there where it's like you he's afraid to tell her what he's doing because he doesn't want to feel judged mm-hmm. by her and so th- for her it's uh, therapist actually said it and i'm connecting it where she was like you have to be able to bear the truth you have to he has to be able to say the truth and you have to be able to hear the truth and so if he can't tell you I want to, you know, I'm here with a friend and I want to hang out for a few hours and immediately you're like going into a space where it's like, oh, you know, like making it a thing. He's not going to tell you these things, but also he needs to know that you can't just disappear for seven hours and not send a text at least to let her know I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this and I'll be home later just to give her, there's like a middle ground where both of you kind of have to meet of like, you have to be less judgmental so that he's doesn't close off and you also have to understand that you can communicate what you're doing and not immediately make it feel like you're cheating because yeah if you disappear for seven hours you come home drunk and then you're like super combative about where you've been that's weird Mm -hmm. it's a lot it feels like you're hiding something and he is but he's not hiding what she thinks he's hiding yeah i'm sure she thinks he's cheating or she he feels like she's looking down on him Mm -hmm. it's very fascinating it's a really good show it's highly great. recommend. It's so good. It just helps you realize how fucking complicated. I could watch that we show are. every day. I if she put up an episode every goddamn. I, I, I would, could watch her forever. Forever. Even that one couple, the the one with the, the transgender. Oh yeah, yeah uh, the, partner. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just crazy to see her go from like not wanting the kid. To like mm-hmm. suddenly wanting the kid, wanting the kid, but and then, she was like happy about it. At, I didn't trust it. I didn't I, trust it either. I didn't, too. Tr- I, was like, I didn't trust it. She was like, "Well, when I thought about it, I just like really liked what I thought about it." Whatever she said, I was just like, "I think this other girl is exhausting." Yeah, and that's this is the only thing that will make her happy, and so it's better to. It, I can understand the feeling of just like it's just we'll be excited about it together. But then great. when <laughs> the girl, the the partner, started to express, start to express maybe some doubt, doubt about having Ooh, a kid. She was pissed. She was like. What? She was like, what the fuck? 
the yeah. whole, and and I understood both of their sides of sure, it. Sure, yeah. Because for her, uh, I was like, oh, I understand. Like you, you went in this direction. Now this person is like nervous, and you're like, wait, but this is what I was saying. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But also from the perspective of the partner who was trying to get pregnant. I there again, which is why I think she should be in her own fucking therapy because those clearly those are things that not that she shouldn't down. address in the couple, but that she needs to talk about on her own so that it's not riling up her partner mm-hmm. before she figures it out. Because she was just talking about like like anyone would anyone that yeah, gets pregnant. I think feels, that's all she was having. You yeah, know, it it's just, just like you have these doubts and this fear doubts. and like this baby's gonna need me and what. So that's a natural thing. She kept saying my body. Yeah, she felt yeah. very sort of yeah protective of her own exactly you lose so much of yourself Mm -hmm. so um i understand that but to figure out that transition while your partner is like i i thought this was solid i mean that's terrifying um and then also i think that yeah for Mm -hmm. their relationship in general she kind of really pointed out that you guys tend to rush through things you tend to don't wait. That, yeah, yeah it's just like it's like one thing after another. Because the pregnancy and the kitchen and everything that was happening, and then uh, Trump and all these things, and and the one girl felt like she was being punished. Like we did all these things, we were being t- punished, and the therapist literally just sit down and be like, "This is random. Mm-hmm. What's happening politically right now is happening. That's not punished. Oh, right, That's not thing, that yeah. that didn't happen because you decided to stay in a relationship." That wasn't heteronormative and are having a baby. She's oh, like, fuck you. Yeah, I she's, forgot about her past too. She was like, you are going through this pregnancy thing and the f- kitchen and the stress because you didn't wait to finish the kitchen before you did the pregnancy thing. And mm-hmm. you didn't, you know, like, she was like, it's random, but she's it's like, also. I'm being punished for this no. now. And she was like, no, and she's no. like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. She's like, this yes. is not a crime that you're getting punished for. She's like, it's a risk. It's a risk, it's a risk to do multiple things at once and they might all fail at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just boom, reframing it that way. I love it. It's so cool. That whole, the whole, even there's a point towards the end where the therapist is like, this is a fucking... I think I'm supposed to be a therapist, girl. Okay, girl. (laughs) It's a lot of school. (laughs) A lot of school, a lot of training, and a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, It's all right. I'm happy doing it. True. True. Um, I can be an LMFT with just uh, a master's. Yeah. Um, But the the therapist even at one point talks about how like this is a crazy profession she's like this is just this is a bizarre it's just bizarre it's like you're with them and then it ends and like her advisor was kind of like yeah like in the bigger picture you're a part of their lives but their lives are everything yeah that is the story and you're just a part of it and i was saying i was like yeah it's got to be intense to be to feel like you're 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 essentially a witness to what's happening, but you're also a doctor that's reframing things. Mm-hmm. So that in using all the methods that you have and all the thought processes that you have to kind of get people out of what the emotion is of a situation, think about it. Mm-hmm. But also like you're involved to a certain extent and then it could end at mm-hmm. any point. And then you never know how that ends and that's they i'm sure this is why they have advisors and things like that they need people to reframe it for them because Mm -hmm. i imagine just on a human level you feel a sense of loss or like i didn't do enough sure and so having someone to kind of get you out of that and to be like no you're just here you're here for the moment and you're doing exactly what you need to do but there's only so much that you can do i mean i wanted to be therapist that's what i wanted to be when i first went to college then your mom dissuaded you you said i was too sensitive well, I mean, 
Which that's kind of what you need, right? Yeah, which I think that I think that, but that at the time I wasn't old enough to understand that, like, oh yeah, no, I'm incredibly sensitive, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Why would your mom call you sensitive? She was just like, you'll be crying all the time. Were you crying? Did you feel like you were crying all the time? Uh, I actually don't think that I was as emotional as I am now, as a person. You were less emotional. I think I was less emotional. I don't necessarily. I and wouldn't so, peg you as so looking back at it, I think it, it also might have been my mom being like, "I'm too sensitive. I couldn't do it. So you're too sensitive. You can't do it." Mm. A reframing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I wasn't like passionate enough about it to be yeah. like. I was like, maybe I just I'm interested in the psychology of people, which I think I am, and that's why you know yeah. I got to do that somewhat in my major of like talking about technology and how it affects people and why we do things we do. So I got some of that, but. Um, but I would have to learn the boundary of because when I, I immediately connect with people, and so I'm on the journey with you. But if I don't know how to connect, disconnect myself enough, I'm going to feel all of the emotions that you feel and go down the path, and that doesn't serve me to actually help you because I'm just in panic mode then too. Of like, oh fuck, I totally understand exactly how this feels. I also imagine it must be difficult to not choose sides. Yeah. Again, because we, you know, I we love were choosing watching a it. Side. I'm like, well, clearly. <laughs> This guy is an asshole. Yeah, there were some times when Ma was talking, I was like, fuck But then you find out about him. his past, and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> not, it makes sense. He's just shit damaged. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, he's like, he wants to be, there's a reason why he comes across as so condescending and so whatever, and it's because that's him being the smartest person in the room, him being whatever, is like, that's what differentiates him from being an incredibly neglected, unseen kid. Yeah. And... And it's crazy. Oh, it's just it's goosebumps dude. It's about so it. fascinating. I love that shit. Um, it's so fascinating. So yeah, we recommend that show. I highly recommend. Yes. Who's calling you? Uh, nobody. My oh. Fitbit's just saying I should walk. Oh, it's an aggressive Fitbit. Two hundred and fifty steps got, every hour. You got settings. I turned those settings off. I was like, <laughs> you will not be telling me when I should be doing. I mean, what. I've been hitting my steps. I've been hitting like more than half my steps by noon every day lately. So today's just this is like a Black Mirror episode. It's <laughs> being led by technology to move. Girls, well, it's the first time I slept, and uh, it tracks like my sleep pattern, yeah. and it's fascinating. I have one. I don't know if it's exactly that one. It's close. You probably have one of them. It's Maybe close. The it's two. in that. It's in that same. Yeah, I think it's a charge or two. Or what? Are, what else they got? I forget what it's called. I got a different band though for it. Is it thinner, I got. I got to look for it. I'll have to look for it. Um... But but I did like it. I mostly, honestly, started to like it just because I could look at the time real quick without looking at my phone, and I could yeah. also see notifications. Like, my text messages would pop up. That's why I love my Apple Watch, because yeah. I get all my notifications. It's literally like an extension of my phone. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but my Apple Watch is just the first gen, and it's so slow, and yeah. I just... doesn't work. You know, I didn't want to spend another four or $500 on a new Apple Watch, so I got a $150 Fitbit. Yeah, no, the Fitbits are great. That still gives me the notifications. I got cracks in the screen and everything. My shit still works. I could wear like, this for, what, up to seven days without having to charge it? I had to charge it, like, once a week. Yeah. It was, like, crazy. Um, yeah, no, I love I love the little Fitbits. They're cute. Um, but, yeah, so highly recommend. I love that we were like, we're going to do a BBQ episode, and then we just totally talked about everything that we've been watching. Um but yeah, now I got Showtime. I'm about to finish Legend of Korra, all You're, four seasons. Oh, shit. What are you I watching? Saw, I saw something that I think was about that show on Twitter. I didn't even tag you in it. And I was reading it. I was like, this is fascinating. I feel like I was spoiling myself. I think it was something about Korra's mom or someone's mom for, lose, 
so maybe not. Maybe it was for like the other show. That's whatever. It was okay. I'll explain what I what I read. <laughs> it's not a spoiler, is it? I, might be. I don't know. Because right now her mom's still alive. Her dad's yeah. still alive. I think. Do we know the history of why her mom is where she is? Her mom hasn't really been a big character up until recently. She's been interacting with her mom more now. Her father has a, more of a history. Like he had a brother. Maybe it's not about her. Maybe it's about Aang. Do we know oh, Aang's Aang. parents? Aang's parents. Is there something? Not much, no. Is there something with like he was taken when he was someone very young. pretending someone's someone's mail getting intercepted? Uh, like letters I mean, that they're mention- writing getting intercepted, and then maybe they write something in a letter knowing that it's getting intercepted. Maybe Ooh. I'm not. Maybe I'm not thinking about the right thing. There were some letters that Cora was writing to. No, I mean like Hassan. like like when like when someone is like pregnant, like early days. Just say it. If if you're talking about Aang, then I don't it's know. the first series and I've seen all of it. But what if I spoil it? Well, look at I don't I mean I feel well, no way about tread it. Slowly. Let's see. Okay, so I'll stop you if I need to. I was it seemed like this storyline was someone had a boyfriend that they were like in love with and that but then they got married to someone strategically. And then they were writing letters that were getting intercepted, and then maybe in this letter they said, like, oh, this baby belongs to so-and-so. Oh, and stop. Th- okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Because <laughs> now I'm wondering who the fuck Cora's parents really are now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, interesting. There's some, there some strengthening the bloodline intention for the marriage, I think. I always shipped... Katara. It actually might be whoever that person, that the kid of the dad, but I just think that oh, the, the mom was fucking with to see oh, if her shit was sense, being intercepted. Actually. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, Sorry. we'll wait on that. Okay. Because it sounds like what you're saying is that like Aang and Katara get, end up together at the end of the first series. There's like the main two characters. Mm-hmm. But there was a definitely... Hints at Katara and Zuko having a thing going on Mm because they were like, they bonded really strongly. She hated him for the longest time, Mm -hmm. but then like he really proved himself to her. Mm -hmm. And I shipped them too. And I was like, so when you said like, maybe, maybe Katara cheated on Aang with Zuko? Mm, Maybe. I'm thinking of like a mother figure, like, like a mother of one of these characters. There's no like all kind of there's no like mother character voice. that like doesn't have a memory of anything. It could be it could be Cora's mom. Again, she hasn't really been in the show much. Okay. But I am in the middle have of the Have we seen the her mom season. or we just know yeah. that she's getting letters from the mom? Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that's is not Is there a missing mother situation? I feel like there is. Yes. Okay. It's Zuko's mom. Okay. Zuko's mom the whole time was presumed to be dead or just missing. She just doesn't have a memory. And the very last or she's missing. thing in the end of the series is Zuko goes to his father and he's like, now you're going to tell me where is my mother. And that's how the series ends. Oh, okay. And so I'm wondering now what you're saying. Maybe we finally get that story okay. in, in, in Korra. Okay, so maybe that's what it is. Because I feel like I was reading about a mom Because who... maybe we do run in. Oh, but she would be dead at this point. Uh, Unless we see this in flashbacks Yeah, maybe Maybe in flashbacks I don't know I was just reading something And whatever I was reading Felt like it was about the show you're watching Yeah And I was And I was And I just continued reading the thread Because I was like Well, fuck it But I wasn't really super paying attention to it it's I just knew that show. there was like a 
I feel like there was a moment where, like, in order to keep this child safe, the mom had to go away. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think what happens is, if, if I'm thinking this is the correct characters, Zuko's father, I think he just saw her as being too kind. Okay. And, like, too compassionate. Mm-hmm. Giving that pussy away too freely. To her son. No, to the, to the son. <laughs> it was making him weak, essentially. And okay. So, yeah, I kind of forget. There, there's an element of, like, did he kill his mom? Did she just disappear? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who I was following that shared it. If I'm being honest, There's I just so many remember video essays. Okay, on well, that when show. you finish it, maybe I'll 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 say more about what I think it was, which I kind of read. You know, my yeah. favorite kind of spoilers. Listen, if you like this podcast and you also <laughs> oh shit, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done with this episode. Right. Um, you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Adventures in Roomating. Um, for a dollar more per month, you get early episodes and you get our love and affection. Um, there are other tiers also where we will promote the things that you're working on, things that you want to share, um, and give you little nicknames. Little nicknames. A little nicknames. Um, I want to give a shout out to Brett New Dick Newman, uh, who is sponsoring this episode, who doesn't have anything to promote, but just wanted to love us yeah. and support us love and you. make sure that, okay, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Whatever that was, I hate it. I love just need me. you to know that I hate it. Uh, we have, we also have Andrew. I want to cuddle your face, Shirey. We have Ricardo. I always forget what I used to call Ricardo Brajas. Ricardo... I was going to say Queen of the Desert, but that doesn't make no, no sense. Ricardo... Bruja? No. I did not call Ricardo Bruja. Ricardo, Lucy and Ricky Brajas. We have Rachel <laughs> Lee Cook Gregory. We have Sam, it's too much Brodera. And we have Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Ramirez. And it's time for the tuckening. We got some... I just got a couple of you. lo-fi hip-hop radio beats. Love lo-fi hip-hop. We got Sarah McCoy, Kat Cotto, Dean Downer. We also have Tessa Violet, Daniel Leonard, Teresa Morales, and Kate. If I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with a credit card provider or your lord. So get it together and uh, come see us when you're ready. Otherwise, I just want to give a shout out to a $1 Patreon BB. Ooh, the BB. I'm just going to give a shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy. Just Jimmy. Eats world. Eat world. Jimmy, who also has pledged a significant amount of lifetime pledge to us. Woo. So th- that dollar is coming in for years. Uh, appreciate yeah. you, Jimmy. You can find me Megan Town just on most things. Find me Keith without a crew on Instagram. Keith W-O-A crew on Twitter. And if you aren't caught up, make sure that you go back and listen to old Roommate Pod episodes. We post every... Rate us on iTunes. Every Monday morning. So yeah, rate us, review us. I was going to say, I don't know if you guys are aware, but if you go to our anchor... Mm-hmm. You can submit um, voicemails, voice messages, and you're you limited to one minute. Mm-hmm. So keep it right so and tight. Keep it right, keep it tight, and maybe on the next one or one of the next few, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll play and answer them. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Next keep episode's gonna be a BBQ episode. So make also make sure you email us roommatepod at gmail. Oh yeah, what I said at the beginning that we ended up never getting to. Sorry. Do that. We then we started talking about roommatepod at gmail dot com slash. <laughs> well, not slash or. Uh, adventuresinroommating.com there you go boom uh, good night good night and <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>